Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, Tyler Shuck is QB1. We know that because Texas Tech told us so. The question, why? An investigation upcoming. Also, spicing up the Big 12 south of the border. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech. Your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started with the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Great to be back with you, Chris. And it was just last week that we were touching on some positional groups. Who do you feel great about? Maybe who's got some concern tagged to them this offseason, some areas of focus. We mentioned quarterbacks within one of those conversations, Chris. And I thought it was kind of interesting that we did have actually not long after that a response from a Locked on Texas Tech viewer saying, <laughs> What are we just throwing Baron Morton to the garbage heap? Because it was all about Tyler Shuck as far as that conversation is concerned. And I thought at that time, as I responded to him on YouTube, of course, nobody's throwing Morton to the car to the garbage heap. But regardless of when an announcement might come or if it ever would come, I think it seemed like Tyler Shuck was clearly at the steering wheel. And then I'll be damned. I think Coach McGuire was watching the show and he just thought, yeah, good idea. Let's offer some clarity to the situation. That's where we begin today with Tyler Shuck publicly coronated Chris as your starting quarterback whenever September 2nd rolls around. So I want to get into some of your thoughts on that. And I'm also curious about some of the timing of this announcement, but just to begin, I can't imagine this caught you off guard because it has seemed like uh, given the way he finished last year, it was definitely his job to lose, I guess. Yeah, I think there's 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 two conversations to have here. I think one is the timing. We'll get into that in a in a bit. Uh, but the the first one is yeah, th- this is no this is no surprise. This is kind of what we've known. Um, I think what the team has known, and I think that's the most important mm-hmm. thing is th- those players have kind of known what the situation is. Um, I think you know as as we kind of recap some of the things that we've talked about really since last season ended and we got any conversation about quarterbacks and a, and a QB race. It, it just, it just became very apparent that Tyler was going to be very difficult to beat out because of not that he couldn't have been beat out, but because of the way that he finished last season you know, he, he had already won this job the two seasons previous. Yep. And, and, and I think for, for, for good reason, or, or, or there's, and it, those were, those are, you know, different coaches, you know, you know, right. that, 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 that make those selections. Yeah. And I think he, he, you know, we, we all understand the durability question, the injury bug. I mean, all, all these things. He's eight and one as a starter, you know, and, and all those things. However, that's over two seasons. You know, you only played nine games in, in two seasons for Texas Tech. But I, I think that he really put, you know, himself, if, if you want to look at it that way, in a really good spot 
by quarterbacking his team to a win over Kansas, to a win over Iowa State on the road in zero degree temperatures, to uh, a win over Oklahoma at home to, you know, on a, on a senior night type deal where that really sets you up to play in a really good bowl game. And, and then uh, you, you kind of outduel Jackson Dart uh, in, in Houston and beat Ole Miss. And, and those four wins, that's the biggest reason why there's, in, so, in some ways, this, the momentum that the whole program has. Not that Tyler deserves all that credit, but he was a constant then. And I think that is why he was going to be very difficult to beat. And I do think he, he had a, a better spring. I think it's complete. And again, if it, people look at the red and black game, you know, you, you can make whatever assumptions you want to off of that one. But the, the real yep. scrimmage, if you will, was like two weeks before and he, he played lights out. So, yeah, I um, I don't think there's any way you could have gone another route. I'm a little surprised by it, though, uh, that you get the public announcement. But there was just no denying um, what he was as a quarterback, as a teammate and as a leader when the season came to an end. And am I mistaken or was he he was Texas Bowl MVP, wasn't he? Or who was? I think that's uh, exactly right. Yes. Um, Could have been if he wasn't, because the dude was impactful in all facets. Yeah, you know, and he had nearly 300 yards rushing last season. I think, you know, he, uh, you know, I think, yeah, the four rushing TDs. I I get the, I get the, um, you know, because we we talked about this as it relates to, I think it was last week, we talked about this, this national story about QB tears, uh, not T E A R S like, you know, liquid awesome or anything. I'm talking about T I E R S. We've had some of that also over the years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) tier one, tier two, tier three. That's right. And he just, you know, his his numbers are are somewhat modest uh, compared to, you know, even a Quinn Ewers or a Jalen Daniels, you know, he, he missed a few more games than those guys did. You know, he threw for just under 1,500 yards. He's only got the seven touchdown passes with four interceptions. But I think the biggest thing you can look at with, with Shuck is, is that 4-0 finish. And I, I, I give Zach Kitley and Tyler Shuck the most credit in, in, in this conversation. I still think it is one of the most fascinating things that I've seen with Texas Tech football in the last 20 years that – you were able to win a game 14 to 10 in, in, in zero degree temperatures and play one style of football one week. And then the next week, I think the final against Oklahoma was it like what, 52 to 49, 52, 48, <laughs> something like that. And get into a shootout and play, play a, a different style of football. Then it takes a unique quarterback and a unique play caller and everybody to kind of, grasp those are completely different you know uh on on how your 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 field position you are taking care of the ball you're you're running it in one instance the other one you're just letting it fly and throwing it all over the lot and we got to score every time mentality I mean those are completely different I think that is fascinating I think it's a credit to I mean Tyler Shuck deserves some credit in that conversation as well um no question about it yeah Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, and, and and so tell me when you saw this come out on a, a Friday afternoon, your your first thought was what? Uh, 
I was surprised. And I guess it was a combination of surprise. And my first thought was why the answer is obvious. I mean, I, we all understand that, but we've come from the days of, you know, super secrecy, uh, coach Kingsbury, we're going to see who trots out there, you know, first snap or whatever. Um, coach Kingsbury's program was like Fort Knox. It was very secret. And maybe like the real Fort Knox, when you open up the door, finally, you're like, Hey, there's no gold in here. Uh, but I just, I guess maybe that's why I'm a little um, surprised just because of what we've typically come from. And because now, Chris, like aside from some of those years where you didn't really know and it was like, I don't even know which of these options I actually like. It was even more so different now to me because I felt like you could play it up even more because you have two really good options. Like there could be some little figment of a question, I guess, for some heading into the fall into fall camp. Uh, who's the guy going to be? And could it be Baron Morton? So I thought it may even go more so towards the vague uh, kind of realm. But um, I think the answer is obvious, but I was surprised that we got an answer at all. So l- let's turn there. Were you surprised uh, that you got an answer at all? Again, not the answer, but just that you got one. And wh- why do you think the timing was what it was? But first, today's episode brought to you by... FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On and America's number one sports book. Find out why today by downloading the FanDuel app in the App Store. Safe, secure, easy to use, or head on over to fanduel.com slash locked on. And if you're a new customer, your timing is perfect because right now new customers qualify for that no sweat first bet, which is now up to $2,500 in bonus bets. Back to you if your first bet don't that's right $2,500 coming back at you in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win with the no sweat first bet you're always getting paid instantly with FanDuel and that's just one part of why it's America's number one sports book so get busy today head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on or download the FanDuel app from the app store again that's FanDuel.com slash locked on and get started with the no sweat first bet bet with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Let's turn there. Were you surprised uh, that you got an answer at all? Again, not the answer, but just that you got one. And wh- why do you think the timing was what it was? This is a this is a fun conversation because I have a I have a theory on, on a lot of this. Um, and I think it it just it all points back to the genius of Joey McGuire being a player's coach. <laughs> okay. And that's always fun when you when you feel like the guy that's in charge of your program is just kind of playing chess, uh, you know. But I, you know, th- th- I think there there was some reasons for this uh, for this announcement and the timing of it. Um, and and I'm I can't say that I'm a hundred percent right on this, but I I, I feel like this is a, a pretty good pitch on this theory. So we'll see what you think. Okay. All right. Kick it to so, me. So I think you get an announcement. Okay. And I think they had kind of hinted at that. Back in the spring, I think the reason that you get an announcement is I think that it, in, a, in a period of days or weeks, you're going to be told Tyler Shuck's going to Big 12 media days. I'll be shocked if he's not. And I think at that point, if you don't have an announcement and you see that him going on behalf to represent his team, you're like, well, I guess that's the announcement. Okay, so I think that's the reasoning on why you 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 announce this uh, before you get further into the summer and all that. If he goes, also Chris, and it's not announced, he's getting questions about it. Question uh, one, probably. Absolutely. Yeah, thousand yeah. percent. 
the timing of this, the timing of this announcement has as much to do with Baron Morton as it does with Tyler Shuck, as much as it has to do with Joey being a player's coach. Typically, what do you get on a Friday afternoon? If somebody has news to release, what do you get typically on a Friday afternoon? You get, you get the dump at, at yes, you get bad you, news. You get covered up. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah you get like a Pac-12 media agreement yes. or something. That's what you, I thought. You get bad news or you get news right. that nobody really you, you don't want anybody to know. Like, hey man, we gotta get this out there. We don't want a lot of media coverage on it. And all those things. Yeah. Along those lines, I think that's why this was released then. And here's why. Look, Tyler Shuck, I think, had won the job. I think he doesn't need some big giant announcement and some fanfare like crowning him. He's gone through this two years before. <laughs> okay. This, this announcement being at the time that it was, it's as much about Baron Morton, is it anything? I'll, let's respect hmm. the, the the second guy uh, in, in the race, if you will, or the guy that's going to be our, our backup and the future, mind you, and the sure. future. And not let's not like make a big deal about this. Tyler doesn't need it. Let's not try to put Baron in some sort of negative light at all because that's not in, – in no way did, did Baron lose this job. Tyler won it, okay? So – Sure. Baron got better this spring. Baron is is super talented. Baron is the future. Baron's going to start here. Uh, the, the day that Shuck takes his last snap, Baron Morton is the starter. There's no doubt about that. And he he's going to have two full seasons to to play and all that. But I think though that that's why the announcement comes out then is because they don't want to make it a big deal. One, people kind of knew what the deal was, and two, let's not. Let's not like crown a guy to to make another guy kind of look. Hey, yeah, you lost. You you lost the, the 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 competition or or the job or whatever. And so I think there's some genius here in Joey McGuire and 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 managing his people and massaging the situation with with all that's out there with portal and nil and all these kinds of things. I just think this was this was people managing skills one on one right here, and I think. Uh, I think his guys may or may not know that or realize that, but I think there was a method to the Friday afternoon madness there, and I I think uh, it's pretty smart uh, because to to the to the commenter's point beginning, yeah, nobody's throwing Baron out anywhere. I'm I'm not getting rid. Of, I'm not <laughs> trading that guy for anybody in the country uh, because I know how talented he is. I know what he's about. Uh, and I, I know that he's just three or four years younger than Tyler Shuck, and that's kind of a, a bit of a difference here. But you're going to hear from him probably this year, and mm-hmm. and certainly you know he he's the he gets the baton handed to him as soon as uh, Shuck is uh, finished playing here, which will be you know hopefully the last game of the year this year. That's right, college football national championship, wherever that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I you know Baron Morton certainly is is not an afterthought. I'm that's really interesting. I haven't considered that. Um, but I think the conference media day that that was a thought I had. The conference media day aspect. Let's get this out there. You know, let's get him in this position before you go there because you'd love to have him there representing your program. Obviously, uh, does a great job as the face of a program. Um, so you want to do that, and I think that that makes some sense. The layering to this though is really interesting, and in that. 
that teammate aspect, I guess I hadn't really considered. Because, yeah, Friday is where you kick it out if you don't want it to really get, you know, hardly any attention, which was interesting for a team to kind of pump up QB1 in that way. Yeah, yeah, like a positive announcement. And, you know, you kind of see sometimes a team, and I hope that Texas Tech really won't do this. I guess sometimes I understand, like, you have to do it. I don't know. But sometimes you roll into a season, you think you're going to have a good year, you got a really good individual player, and boom, the marketing campaign has already begun. Let's put Joey Harrington on a billboard in Times Square. He'll be forgotten 10 years from now, but forget it. It's a good expenditure, University of Oregon. Um, <laughs> you know, you do your little – like I remember Crabtree and Harold going into that season. They already had the split ticket marketing campaign going, I think, before they played a game. And that's what they did eventually, so we didn't get a Heisman. But <laughs> it wasn't their fault. <laughs> Nonetheless, you see some of these campaigns kind of – it ratcheted it up and shuck is like kind of in that category i guess of someone who could get that kind of framing by his university's uh you know athletics media department or whatever i, I could see some of that happening so yeah to do that on friday w- is kind of contradictory to that thought but that may be an afterthought totally i think what you're saying makes so much sense and baron morton as far as the football player he got hurt I don't know if we saw Shuck again, probably did, but I don't know if we would have if Baron Morton wasn't hurt in Stillwater, Oklahoma that day. Because you fast forward later into the season, and one of the only, only, aside from the beautiful sunset that day uh, behind the west side of Jones Stadium, and I do remember it specifically, the only shining moment I remember for that Baylor game, like the last shining moment, was Baron Morton scoring a touchdown on fourth down in the third quarter to still give you a chance. I think it was in the third quarter. I'm pretty sure it was fourth down. Is any of what I've said correct? I'll go back and check out the show. It'll be helpful. But you know what I'm saying? The the dude was still in there battling at the end of the year and doing good things for you. So absolutely, you are not forgetting about or casting aside uh, Baron Morton in any way, shape, or form. Uh, But I, I think what you're saying makes some sense. And I would say also to some degree, not that you like owe anybody anything, but Baron Morton has, I think in part because he's a competitor, uh, but also at the same time, for whatever other reason, individually, has remained committed to your program. So you want to be, and he's a really good football player, but you also want to respect that, right? Because especially in this day and age, and you and I have talked about it this offseason, months ago, I was kind of asking already, like, all right, when are we past the point where Baron Morton can't leave us if he's not QB1? Because I really don't want that to happen. And it was a little bit surprising, though maybe I'm selling the guy short by being surprised you know, character-wise or personality-wise. But it was a little surprising he didn't make that move. So, yeah, I think you want to do all you can uh, to respect him as a teammate, a part of the program. And like you said, most importantly, the future (laughs) of this program at that position. So some of that feeding into this definitely makes some sense. And you and I both know, and anybody that's been paying attention, that Joey McGuire knows how to to pull those strings uh, as far as just simply being a leader and a people person, whatever that – I guess means to you. So yeah, Chris, if you want to, you know, take an opportunity to give some credit to coach McGuire, even if we've got to like paint some grandiose complex picture, but if it ends with credit to coach McGuire, I'm always down to travel that road. So let's just assume yes, 4d chess. He was being brilliant again. I'm going to go with that theory for sure. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and I, I, I just looked it up just to be sure, but you know, in that, in that Baylor game, Barron, 11 of 34, 152 yards. It was just, he just was, that That was a, a not Texas Tech's night. Yeah, it, it didn't matter who you were. If you were wearing the, 
if you were there to watch Pat Mahomes get inducted in the Hall of Honor, it just wasn't a, a good night for you unless you were Mahomes and or, or his family. Uh, but um, you know, yeah, I I I, I just I, I think that you know you, you've got a, a clear tier here, and we've got a one and a two, and I think that it, you you have to know that coaching and player wise, they all know we can win and win big with either one of these guys, and I think that is a hundred percent true, and I think that Joey doesn't he he has said before we got two guys here that are going to play on Sundays and that is a mouthful to say it that way. Uh, and I, I think we, we touched yes. on that at some point in a recent show. That's about as good of a compliment as you can give, you know, a couple of guys that play that position because you, you don't throw a word, you know, the, the Sunday word around lightly at all when you start talking about uh, quarterbacks, but I think it's the NFL folks that have come through, checking you out and and paying attention to your program and trying to get guys on on your roster on their radar from a draft standpoint that have indicated that they really like what they see with not just one but both guys but the NFL folks really love Tyler Shuck uh because they see the frame the measurables he's very very smart uh arm strength tangibles yeah it's all all the things that you're looking for it's really just you know, but your best ability in the NFL standpoint is availability and, and like how, you know, how, how healthy can you stay and can you can you be durable? But again, Bar- Baron, I mean, to be fair, Baron hasn't showed that he could be durable either. You know, I mean, he got dinged up last week. Again, it's not fair to label these guys are injury prone or whatever. It's football. It's hard. You, you, you know, there's it's a car accident on every play. And so stuff happens. So you, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just, you can't really criticize one guy and not say it about the other. And so, um, or, uh, uh, you know, I guess looking at most guys in the league, you know, everybody missed, uh, you know, some games and, and some a lot more than that. But uh, anyway, but yeah, that I, that's why I think we get the announcement, Cowan. I think, I think that he'll kind of start to be, uh, a spokesman of sorts for the team a little bit, which is the way a quarterback. And and I think that there was some internal thought last year that not having an announcement made early on in the season or, or in August. And it's like, Hey, we're going to play three guys. And they kind of rolled that way for a while. <laughs> and we knew who the starter was, but it's like, Hey, we've got some stuff for all three guys and we're going to try to get all three guys in the game I think that in some ways you had three legit dudes, but I think in some ways they felt like it hurt them a little bit. Uh, the team wasn't sure, you know, I mean, I, I just, I think that you, you yeah. need, you need a guy and everybody uh, gets behind that guy. So anyway, that's, that's my end of my well, shut conversation, but. It uh, hurt me as well because uh, the three quarterback package was a conversation I enjoyed having uh, so much <laughs> that I made some merch. I made some t-shirts, three QB, PKG. Just got them in a few weeks ago, though. I thought they'd really hammer that home again, you know, in 2023. And now, as soon as I get my box of three QB, PKG t-shirts in, we got a starting quarterback announcement. So, what the hell, you know? Anybody need a t-shirt? I got boxes and boxes and boxes. Uh, look for them coming soon on a Somali child somewhere around the world. Speaking of around the world, we're going to make a hard left here. Que bueno, Monterey, because... I would say Brett Yormark is going basically Eddie Raven on the SEC, Oklahoma, and Texas. I'm eating right and I'm living good. He said he should have left them a long time ago. Who needs them? He's got Mexico. We're talking Big 12. 
south of the border next on Locked On Texas Tech. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network with Chris. I'm Casey coming to you from the great state and just south of here, Mexico. If you need a geography lesson, that's another show. We're going to assume you know where Mexico is and what it is. And maybe that you already knew the Big 12 is looking to do business south of the border. And we got some clarity at the end of last week, Chris, since our last conversation uh, somewhat from the league as to what their intended plans are. Uh, first, beginning with Houston and Kansas men's and women's basketball. That's going to be in 2024 regular season games. Um, maybe a little bit more intriguing, however, is the thought that the Big 12 is exploring a bowl game, postseason activity in Mexico, postseason 20. 26. That's where Monterey comes in. That is a destination of focus, I guess we can say at that time, potentially for that bowl game. But uh, that was how it shook out as far as a few more details shared since that initial idea uh, was floated out there, Chris. So we've got some regular season hoops, postseason football, possibly. I'm sure other things to consider, but for the sake of this conversation, we'll stick uh, with those two, I guess. But what did you make of some of what we heard as far as the Big 12's excursion globally. <laughs> you know, I heard a, uh, an interview with Kirby Hocutt, the Texas Tech Athletic Director, last week, and he was asked about some of these things as well. And I thought it was interesting because this is a great way to phrase it. This is – because I think they've branded this Big 12 Mexico. Like the series of games that will be played in Mexico is just going to be part of their Big 12 Mexico package or however they're going to do it. But Kurt Kirby referred to this, yeah, I mean, Brett Yormark has really enlightened us on the business of the Big 12. And that's what this is. This is, make no mistake, this is trying to widen your brand. This is trying to, to generate revenue, increase revenue. I think what you'll end up seeing is you're going to end up seeing a, a um, I don't know if it's title sponsor or, or sponsors that kind of you know, are the are at the forefront of any of these games from the Big 12 standpoint uh, that are played in, in Mexico. I do think that that bowl game is going to happen, and I do think it could be anything from a Big 12 tie-in to I've even heard, you know, you could put two Big 12 teams in there together and let them play like a – you know, uh, play their bowl game against each other and and, and all that. Uh, and again, we're, we're off into the distance there because that's, as you mentioned, that's December, January, uh, or I guess it would be December of 2026, I think. And so, yeah. and, and I think you, you, you see too that this is going to involve some baseball, that's going to involve some women's basketball. And then we already see the announcement with, uh, with Kansas and Houston and I think that the concern there, if you're a Kansas or a Houston fan, is that – because make no mistake, Texas Tech is going to be involved in something in Mexico at some point soon, whether it's Coach Gerlich's team, uh, Coach McCaslin's team, Coach Tadlock's team, or Coach McGuire's team. Somebody is going to be asked to – because I, I have a feeling there's going to be – pretty much every institution is going to be asked to share the – share the wealth here, if you will, and, and like kind of, or burden. You know, 
Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I didn't and, know which it, word you were going to go with. Well, and that and that's the, yeah. your your point is valid because you're right. I mean, coaches won't they won't care how much money it generates for the league. It's like, well, why am I doing this? Because this is bad for my kids. This is uh, it's a lot of travel. Uh, well, you're a losing of, a regular season like home game, I guess maybe. Yeah, and so that that's what I was about to say is that if you're a Kansas or a Houston fan. I think you it, it initially, and they've made it clear, this is going to be a league game. I think that you forget that the way the conference basketball schedule, and again, keep in mind, it's got to be out by July the 15th. Okay, it's got to be out in two TV partners by July the 15th. So we're a little over a month away before the Big 12 basketball schedule has to be released. So you may get it in a matter of days or weeks, whatever, but you're going to get it uh, before on or before July the 15th. But the way that it's going to be structured is there's going to be home and home games with, with plenty of opponents, but then there's going to be some opponents that you just play one time. And like conceivably, if you get that one time game against the team at home one year, you'll go play them on the road the next. Okay. So it's like a home and home, but, but over a two year span. Gotcha. I'm led to believe that Kansas and Houston are in that same scenario. I'm led to believe that theoretically, maybe nobody gave up a home game. Maybe they'll play both of their, you know, their their game in back-to-back years. They'll play it in Mexico. And so I guess they'll both have given up a home game. Neither gives up a home game, however you want to look at mm. it. But that that's a that's a fair concern, you know, and that's why. It's up to Brett Yormark to say, this is why we're doing this. Here, here's what it's worth to you to to, to do it or to y'all uh, to do yeah. this. Uh, <laughs> because it just has to be – it has to be worth it. And, again, the NFL's doing it. The NBA's doing it. There has to be dollars there or it just doesn't make any any sense at all. I'm, I'm very anxious – Going back to the Kirby Hoka comment, uh, for the rest of us to be enlightened on the business yeah. of uh, Big 12 Mexico or whatever it might be, because I'm still just, I guess, kind of at a loss as to what the extreme motivation is going to be. And uh, I assume it's revenue, first and foremost. So I I guess that's a good enough reason to make this effort, but I, I still don't really get it. Um, I'm assuming you've squeezed every American dollar out of the United States of America. If you have to go here to do this, I'm assuming there's nothing left whatsoever. Uh, no stone left to, to overturn here to find something. If you've got to go do this, I, I just really don't get it. I, it's, I'm not against it, but I just need to be enlightened. Um, Very because you're, you're taking things away from your fan bases as far as uh, either local economic impact to those towns competitive advantage for hosting a game within season or plain and simply again just entertainment you're taking away from people that have made your league what your league is and you're going to Monterey Mexico uh, nothing against those in Monterey but I don't know why you get the gift of a big 12 game necessarily so I just hope it's bukus and bukus and bukus and bukus of money which none of us will realize personally um, but if that's the case so be it but I, I need to be enlightened on some of that but you know, the, the regular season thing, I guess, uh, I don't know, irks me to a greater degree than like postseason stuff because 
I don't care about bowl games that are traditionally meaningless. And I imagine the Monterey Mexico Big 12 bowl game would be a seven and five versus a six and six. I mean, it's not going to be something that's really, really impactful. So I kind of just don't care about what you do with bowl games because I don't care what you do with bowl games in the U.S. For the most part, there are too many of them. I guess export them all. Let's just get them out of here. <laughs> the re- if you're not in the playoff, you're playing overseas or you're playing outside of the U.S. That's the new bowl, <laughs> bowl season setup. So I, I'm a little more just kind of like, eh, whatever. With the bowl game, the regular season stuff, though, is 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 a much more interesting conversation to me, though. And it's not quite impacting Texas Tech just yet, but it will, uh, as you just outlined there. And it's uh, going to be really interesting to see what the reaction is like from Tech fans when it does. But again, I'm anxious to be enlightened, like Kirby Hocutt said that they were, which gives you some indication that when they heard the idea, they're like, why? Huh? You don't have to be enlightened if you already get it, right? So to begin with, it seems like the rest of us, those in fancy suits, those in positions of influence and leadership, are also going, huh, what, Mexico? But I'm looking forward to it. 2026 bowl game in Mexico. Bienvenidos and welcome to the Monterey Mexico Bowl, where guacamole is extra. Is that all right? I think that's got to be the tagline uh, when you roll into it, maybe postseason 2026. But uh, the plans are real. Something will happen so we wait with bated breath to find out what exactly chris enjoyed the buffet today there's a lot of good stuff rolling down this line i'd even go back for seconds if i was one of you out there replay this thing back and take it all in again thanks for the time and the perspectives my man appreciate it absolutely keep hope alive we'll do it again tomorrow that's right subscribe on youtube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode and we'll see you tomorrow for the next round of locked on texas tech